Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Dan and the Creators. Uh, today, my guest is my boy, Rusty Clanton, or Clanton, Rusty Clanton. Clanton. <laughs> I'm not fixing this. Ru- Sorry, I ruined your intro. <laughs> okay. I would have ruined um, it myself. Rusty is an artist and songwriter based out of Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Rusty's been at this thing for a hot minute. But anyways, please welcome my friend, Rusty. What's up, dog? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sa, sa, sa. Glad to have you here, bro. Hey, so um, we were uh, we were nerding out or talking about Miss Miss Cleo. So <laughs> I, 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 I only know about Miss Cleo. And I want you to tell me about the Miss Cleo you know about first. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that I know about? Were yeah. we talking about Miss Cleo? Yeah, because I said Mumbleclut Reed, and, and then <coughs> well, you, I didn't know you... that was a Miss Cleo thing, actually. Yeah. Okay. So, I I don't know if it was a Florida commercial thing, but like growing up, no, we had the like... commercials too. Okay, dude. Yeah, the psychic Miss Cleo. Call me now for your for your reading. Call me now for your reading. Yeah, but it was always. <laughs> but was was it? Wait, was it Dave Chappelle who did that? Dude, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to watch Dave Chappelle. You weren't, did you? Uh, I'm sure I did. Like high school, you know what I'm talking about, man. You don't do what you're told. You know what I'm yeah, that's Shit. right. I will. I will eat that sugar-free gum, mom. <laughs> mom, <laughs> you can't tell me what you do. <laughs> I eat my gum. <laughs> um, what's one call it? Um, okay, so have you seen it since then? Miss Cleo or Dave Chappelle? Chappelle. <laughs> Yeah, dude, he's uh, he had, didn't he have a special recently? Yeah, he's had a few. He's prolific, man. I think he did one a couple years ago or like a year ago. Um, I have not seen it. I have not. He did one uh, that I I remember watching when I was on tour in 2017, and it's amazing. I think it's like the special has two episodes in it, and then he did another one. Or two of them in 2019. It's kind of hard for me to keep track of, but they're all just crazy. Like he just has that ability of taking something like the the best comedians ever. Look at something that we see every day, but they just they turn the glass to the side a little bit and they notice that thing about it in a funny way. You know, I do as a way of doing. Huh? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Dave>. <laughs> Dave has Dave has a way of doing that with like social things. So like, we we all want to like talk about the political climate or something, but then he'll be like, "Coal? I haven't. I've never even seen a piece of coal in my entire life. What do you mean bring back coal? I don't even know what it looks like." <laughs> Which is funny. I've never seen coal. I don't know what that shit looks like. <laughs> I've never thought about that when I was like, "Bring back coal? What the hell is this guy talking about?" <laughs> have you uh? Who's your favorite comedian? Do you like comedians? Uh, so I I can't say like I'm I'm a true comedian fan, but I I do like well because I'm not like uh proficient in in oh this guy that guy that guy you know but like I find Joe Rogan to be pretty funny. I think obviously Dave they're Chappelle pals. is out of control, huh? They're friends. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and then um. I've always been a fan of Mitch Hedberg, man. How about you? Oh yeah, man. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling out for the homie, dude. Have you seen? Have you seen uh, Mike Birbiglia's specials? He's got. No, wait a minute. That name sounds really familiar. I'm gonna look him up right now. He has one that's called. Um, I think it's called My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. Oh, okay. But I, I, I don't think I've seen this guy. Oh, I have seen him. Dude, he but is, I've not seen any of his stand-ups. You in particular would love him. He he does like oh, these, yeah? these like lectures style things and he like jerks you from thinking something's really funny and laughing and then all of a sudden you realize, Oh, this is serious. He just shifted gears into like very serious and sad. And um, it's really good. It's kind of like a mind frick, if as they say. 
Oh, look at this guy censoring himself. Huh. Oh, wait. Sorry. Can I swear on this? You can say whatever the hell you want. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't freaking tempt me to get in fracking trouble. <laughs> Are you a Battlestar boy? A what? Battlestar Galactica. No, sir. Frack. I apologize. That's where frack came from. <laughs> they always say fracking. I've just seen enough of the memes with that ginger kid saying frack frickin' or something like that. <laughs> it got me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, so... um. <laughs> I'm t- I'm still looking at this guy's Wikipedia. What was the special you said I should watch? Uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend. My girlfriend's boyfriend. Um. Oh, damn. What a savage title. Yeah, it, it's really. I think it. I believe the theme is about like wanting to be right. If you get that drift, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it away. But um. That's a that's something that's poignant to my life, wanting hmm. to be correct, and so that's why it hit hard. So maybe it won't hit hard for you, but it did for me. Yeah. So w- without going it into it too far, into whatever capacity you you feel comfortable, like wanting to be right, was it one of those things where it, it kind of poked you in places you weren't expecting, and then you were just like. You did something about it or it made you reflect for a while and you kind of had to shift or evolve or you just were kind of like, yeah, that's interesting. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Um, It's my favorite MTV show. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think I... I think it's... The the first thing about it that I love is like dynamics. It's so like I just explained. Like uh, he just swings from one from humor to like some kind of really sober thought, and mm. um, he goes back and forth and kind of jolts you into like until you. I don't know. I, I imagine being at that like watching that live people were thinking like they, they, by the end of it, they weren't sure if they should laugh at something that's really funny because it's like, what, what will he say next? That's really sad. Or like, hmm. so like the dynamic quality was the thing that drew me in. It wasn't like a flat line from beginning to end. And yeah, I think I do love to be right. I do love to be correct. But, um, that special is about um, understanding that that isn't like that's not like the meat of living I suppose Mm. is being correct Um, and that like I don't know it's really good you'll have to see it I am not a comedian and I am not great at explaining it but I mean, I think that's helpful. Thanks for explaining it as much as you did. Like, I wouldn't apologize for anything. No, it's, that's, that's a cool prospect, though, because, I mean, I think, to be fair, any human would be lying if they said they didn't like to feel like they were right all the time either. I think that's, that's, like, that's like natural human impulse, bro. Feels great. You know, it's like, hell yeah. Feels really good to be right cheese goes on the inside of the cheesesteak, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> exactly. Last time I like, checked, I, this is a free country and I could put my cheese wherever the hell I want to put it on my cheesesteak. <clears throat> slaps hot cheese on bare skin. <laughs> <laughs> only, Ow! only place for cheese. <laughs> Have you ever had a fried cheese of any sort? Yeah. Tell me. I, you know, I can't remember where I had it, but I know I've had fried, uh, what's the H1, the one that starts with an H? It, it ends Hel- with an E sound. Halvardi? Like Halvardi, yeah. Fried Halvardi? Was this at like a park or a I, field day or a I'm renaissance thinking... festival? 
I want to say it was at Dollywood, maybe, oh, or like Epcot or something. I don't know. It was like Dollywood. a, or maybe it wasn't. It was cheese and it was fried and it was <laughs> delicious. It was in cubes on a stick. That sounds like poutine, but like the American version. <laughs> They're like, potatoes is too much damn vegetables. I just want the cheese. Yeah, just give me the cheese, man. <laughs> Honestly, it's like most of my interactions in that way. Just give me the cheese, man. Just give me the cheese, man. Have you ever ordered a burger on purpose without cheese? No, I haven't, actually. If I could have just cheese inside a bun. You actually, I think you can do that. It's called grilled cheese, yes? <clears throat> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a grilled cheese. But, I mean, like a... <laughs> have you ever had... Um, I'm realizing now, Havart, that cheese you said is not the cheese I was thinking of. I'm thinking of halloumi. I've never heard of that. Wait. Halloumi. Or that. I can't... Uh, I, maybe it's, maybe I'm saying that wrong. But anyway, it's a very mild cheese. It's very good. I love cheese. Dude, I love cheese. Uh, are you... What are your thoughts on brie? Real good. Uh, my girlfriend hates it. And that's weird. Oh. But it's my it's favorite. For you. Yeah. More brief, more, more more brief, brief for, for me. More brief for me. That's, that's the motto of my life. <laughs> more brief for me. Uh, what's what? Okay, if if I okay, I'm going to the store to go grocery shopping tomorrow. You're and I'm buying things like cheese. What cheese would you recommend I purchase? Uh. You mean like brand? I don't know brand. No, no, no. Like uh, I, what I like kind? To snack on a, maybe a, a hard salami of some sort with really? a brie <laughs> and a certain you know water cracker. What kind of cheese would you recommend? Um, dude, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I've been poor a lot, so I've never really gotten my choice of cheeses. If that makes any sense, so. I, I, I'm in no place to recommend cheeses. That, that's what I'm saying. That seems highly unlikely, considering you love cheese. <laughs> I do love it, but I can't. Re- I can't. I don't get to choose it because some cheeses are way more expensive, man. <laughs> I didn't choose the cheese. The it's cheese the bur- chose me. <laughs> yeah, I don't choose. <laughs> I don't choose the cheese. The cheese chooses me. <laughs> What kind of, oh my goodness, dude, if you can't tell, I'm so tired and my brain isn't like all over the place. <laughs> I can't this tell. Is, this is, wait, you couldn't? I can't tell, man. Oh, that's awesome. So I sound this insane on a normal basis. Good to know. <laughs> that's why I like you. That's why we ha- Yay. Hey, high five for crazy friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. I digress. So you've been um, what should we call it? Let's talk about music. <laughs> What's that? So, <laughs> so you've been um, you've been recording yourself a lot lately, like actually getting into production. We were talking about it earlier. You said you've been like really like digging in way hard for about a year or so. Um, outside of stuff like because you've been doing it for a while, not that, but just like really like self producing. And really taking like all the facets, uh, diving in as, as deep as you can, really, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the process of doing that, what have you been the most surprised by uh, learning? What is the thing that has surprised you the most? Uh, dude, there are so many things. I, uh, I think a skill I have is being able to say to like predict how much time something will take to either learn or do and deciding whether that is worth it to me or not in the moment and i think for the longest time it just wasn't i don't know maybe it was but i just didn't realize it yet but i think that here's the thing anything i can say I'm still learning about. 
So yeah. I, I have yet yeah. to like arrive at anything where it's like that. Like I'm really good at building drum samples. I'm really good at, you know, this or that compressing, but who's good at compressing? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I feel, we were talking about this earlier, but I feel like this is probably going to be disappointing because it's not like a technical thing, but it's just that time spent working on something, even if it's a long time is worth it. And mm. it's, um, and I, I mean, in particularly recording music, it's like my attitude before was sort of like, this will take forever. And it, is it worth it? And um, speaking about sitting down and learning the ins and outs of a DAW and interface and microphones and compressors and blah, 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 blah. Having been like working at it really hard for like five months, it, like I wish, I told you this earlier, I wish I would have done it a lot earlier. I wish I would have sat down and said, okay, I'm gonna put myself through college um, to learn. Like basically I'm gonna feel like I'm in college learning something every day. And um, it really, I don't know, it's satisfying. I, I don't know if that's a good answer. It's a, it's a beautiful answer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 but I think there's there's so much depth to that like in in life though you know like if, when you really commit yourself to something uh especially when it's like expanding your mind if it's something that you're already drawn to but you find it to be potentially too challenging and you you wonder is the time investment worth it Dude. the fact that you even wrestle with that question enough is almost like indicative of like the answer at perhaps halfway into the tunnel will prove itself to be like, holy shit, why didn't I start this sooner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I told you earlier, that was my first reaction was like, I was so mad at myself for not doing this 10 years ago or like five years ago. <laughs> but yeah. I was doing other things that were important to me and were fun. And um, I was also learning other things. And now this is my time to learn this. And yeah, I'm here now. And I, as a point of encouragement too, like I was kind of saying earlier, like I've, I've definitely come face to face with like, you know what, man, like what I told you, your path is your path. Right. But like, think about it this way too. You are now in a headspace also because of those lessons you learned five, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. Right. The things that helped shape and mold you, like you have now, you have learned those skill sets. And they have equipped you to now be ready to learn this at this capacity. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, I, I totally feel you in the same way. I mean, shit, I'm balding, bro. Like I'm too damn old to same be, brother. Like, <laughs> Ain't it great? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. I, I bick my head or whatever, but, this thumbnail will say otherwise. Um, <laughs> but like, like, you know, it's one of those things where I, I could, I could get frustrated about like, Oh man, you know, like I'm, I'm 34 years old and I've only been doing this for like 10 plus years or whatever. Like uh, that, you know, that puts me at starting around like my low twenties. Like if only I started, when I was 18 or whatever. I'd, yeah, you know? I'd be a god at this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, but honestly, like, when I think back, I'm like, 24-year-old me was a total douche, and I hate that guy. Yeah, like, eight, what kind of eight. bullshit would I be, record, like, recording myself doing in when I was 21 years old? <laughs> like, Dude, I'd be, like, awful. homeless on heroin or something, <laughs> like... <laughs> I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even, like, be in this position now. <laughs> You know, like I probably would have sabotaged the fuck out of my life, you know, and I think 
like, oh, well, what if I got into it when I was 18? And it's like, oh, I would for sure have no friends. You know, it's just like, it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, well, m- maybe, uh, you know, I'm being facetious or uh, w- way too, you know, uh, I'm exaggerating way too much and being too extreme. It's like, well, okay, well, I mean, but what's the point in that? You know, like the way that I think yeah. now and the assert the assertion that I have on, xyz is only because of the path that i took to get here yeah. right that's true for you man <clears throat> um i also I, I i wholeheartedly believe that i was not ready to do this till now and that's nice to know that like you know when i have thoughts of i could have been doing this for 10 years already um it's nice to think about nah i, I don't i I don't want to have done that. I want to do it now when I'm 30. Totally. Totally. And uh, I mean, okay. How long have I known you? Probably four years. Five. Four years? Okay. Four, yeah, like four and a half, four years. Okay. So I'm pretty sure the Rusty that I met like four and a half years ago had zero like desire to do production and like really like recording and all that stuff. Well, and like, I feel like I, 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 I had desire to to know it, but the desire to like sit down and be real bad at it for six months is, or more, <laughs> you know, like still bad at yeah. it. It like that wasn't in me. Like I wasn't ready for that, and I feel prepared now to face being subpar at something, way more than I was yeah, but, when I was twenty five. You know, totally. But again, like as a point of encouragement, it's like, but when I met you, you were really sharpening the sword of like songwriting. That's right. Yeah. And I think about that too. Like that's what I was doing. That was was the only thing I did for so long. And um, I did it every day and it was great. And I was obsessed with it and I still am. But back then it was the only thing I had, you know? Yeah. And this is great because this is sort of an extension of that. It's just that now, instead of waiting to turn on, you know, flip over my computer to record something, like, if if you can even call it that, uh, back then, but, like, back then, or five years ago, or six, seven years ago, when I wanted to record something, I'd finish the song completely, then open my computer and record the most basic version of it I possibly could. And now I feel like just the ideas I have that I can just, you know, oh, I've got an idea and open my computer really fast. It, it just like, like to, to be able to bring something to life right away is, I'm doing a chef's kiss right now. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I feel that. And I, I, totally. I feel like I didn't have that for for a very long time, which is a good discipline to learn to not need it to be alive until it's done. You know, to like keep working yeah, at something yeah. till it's you know fleshed out, and then it comes to life. That sort of teaches you lessons on waiting. But now it's so good to be able to have an idea and immediately <laughs> sit down and you know have a bunch of drum samples cranked out in like twenty minutes, and then. And then um, record an idea, and then I've got a fourth of a song like ready to go. It's why it's a wild feeling. This is something that yeah. most people who have been doing this for a while will hear and go and think like, "Oh yeah, that's that's cool. It's obvious." But for me, it, it wasn't like no way, man. Yeah. I didn't think like, "Oh, I need that," you know. Which is great yeah. to not need it. It's just so much fun right now when. I feel like right now I'm the focus on what I do is how fun is this? And if it's no fun, yeah. don't do it. There's no reason ever to do something that's not fun. Um, yeah. So, or uh, yeah, that you don't like that you, that you can't invest yeah. in and emotionally. And well, that's nice to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I think is so fun, like I, I feel like I'm just like, feeding off of your excitement is like the excitement of discovery, you know, like you're discovering Mm. so much. And like, there's this beautiful moment when you're writing a song where like creation becomes interwoven with discovery, which becomes 
then interwoven into revelation, right? Mm. Where it's like, I'm writing this thing, I'm chasing this idea, but because I know how to create a palette or like paint this picture, I can start with this sound or this tone or this, like I can start to make a vibe. And because of the vibe and the idea that has begun, it like has helped the song reveal itself to like tell the story, to finish the, you know, like, like lyrics can take a different meaning because of the emotion that has suddenly been painted. You know, it's like exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It's great. I mean, I'm glad you're excited about it because it reminds sometimes I forget about why I get excited about making music, you know, like yeah. sometimes you're just doing it. And a lot of times like these days of quarantine, all this, whatever, it's like you're doing a lot of it by yourself. And so every once in a while, like I've had a few days where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> having so much fun. I'm like, fuck That's right. This is fun. <laughs> it really helps uh, like that excitement of discovery and that fun in that moment helps offset those days where you forget about it. Yeah. The, the, the shine is off, right? There truly is nothing like, there's nothing like, ha- like, I don't know. There's nothing like bouncing a song you've been working on you know, you've been working all day on it and you're tired and you get a bounce and it's the first time that that song is like a song, you know? And that to me is the most thrilling, even if no one hears it, the most thrilling feeling of like, this was an idea and now it's a freaking song. And now it's like set to tempo and Mm. chords and melody and it's right here in the physical space. People can interact with it. I don't know. It's, It's just a wild feeling. And I've been doing this for a while as far as like I mean, songwriting and performing, but yeah. being able to, to like kind of sit with yourself for a while and like, there's no thinking about when you're making a song, like writing and recording a song. It's like, it feels to me like, like no one ever has to hear this. And I am it's, I don't know. It's the only thing as an adult you get to do that you never have to like, you know, you're never obligated to share. It's just yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And that's my favorite part is that it's. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a special, like when you can bl- kind of fight for lack of better terms, bloodlet or whatever, like the blood, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like the bloodletting of like writing a song, maybe that no one needs to hear or should hear, right? But you get to say that thing in a way that you probably couldn't say to your roommate, yeah, or <laughs> to Dude, your mom that, the next time you start Thanksgiving. I found that's my goal. It's like the best song I could possibly make from beginning, from like concept to being able to listen to it. If if there's not at least a little bit of like someone will hear this and hate it to me it's a failure <laughs> like it's like a i didn't make bold mm-hmm. enough decisions because i feel like you can't make something that's like perspective changing for someone else without it being like embarrassing to somebody else you know um yeah that's a really yeah. valuable lesson <laughs> Is that yeah. if nobody hates what you're making, you're probably making something pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, if like not a single person hates it, if, if then that probably means everyone's like okay with it. And I never like that's the worst. I'd rather every single person in the world hate something I make than, um, than everyone like be all right with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the special thing about your perspective is that that says a lot about you and the way that you care for or treat and approach music as an art or as a platform to say something or connect with people, right. As a, as a tool to, to cut into the depths of someone like that, you know, a lot of people don't uh, think about music that way. And I'm sure a lot of people don't even, I'll use this word, consume music that way. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it t- it's a special kind of artist to care. I want someone to hate this, you know. Like <laughs> I, I want this to be so rad. I mean, I, that someone is actually bothered by it. <laughs> I, to be truthful, I don't want 
I don't want anyone to hate it. Like that's never, that's not part of like the human experience. Like I hope someone hates this thing I make, but I I have found that that's a pretty, like, uh, it's funny to watch the shift between like probably a little bit before you met me and now where I feel like, I don't know, back then it felt, more like if, if if someone made known their reservation about something I made, that would make me think, oh my gosh, I need to make something different or I need to change this in a way that's more palatable, which is, a, I think mm. that's a, an incredibly natural thing. And I think most people feel that. And most mm. people do that. That's, a, that's like most people's goal with music is not to like make too, like not, okay, Yes, most people's goal with music is to, and mine was and still probably is to an extent, the goal being to not disturb anybody. And like, you think I want good, not bad. And bad makes people feel bad. Good makes people feel good. So as many people as I can to feel good about hearing this song, yes. Um, I think that's the that's sort of always been true with art is things that everyone's okay with turns invisible and things that people that rub mm. some people the wrong way. And I don't even mean like edgy or like swearing yeah. or like this or that. I just mean like weird ideas that you think are cool, you know? Yeah. Um, and that would, that throughout this whole process is my goal is to realize like, what do I think is cool? that nobody else thinks is cool and um and it's i don't know you it's not as simple as as it sounds you know it's yeah if you ask somebody what they like like what their taste is they're probably going to spout out like what they know good taste is you know yeah they're not going to say like i we, I still watch Barney or like I I don't know like I'm trying to think of something weird that someone might do that I mean you're, you're speaking more into like being disrupted like and that could be anything from like a vibe or a feeling in a song well, or I don't even mean like to... purposely being disrupted I mean like not being careful not to be disruptive and Totally, 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 totally. Yeah, like what is the statement of, for anything anyone makes? Like what is the statement of this thing? Is the statement, yeah. I hope, fingers crossed, this makes money? Um, sure. <laughs> like that's a common, that, that, that's something I've been in the, at some point motivated I, by. I mean, we need, we need to do that. That is obvious. Gotta eat, gotta feed the family, is- yeah nothing to be shameful no not at all but when when that thing sorry to kind of run with you here but like when that thing takes precedence over like does this matter like will will people care can this improve someone's day can this make things better do i feel like am i afraid to say something because of that you know like if if you have to say something that you feel and pressed to say but you won't you won't do it because you're afraid of the fiscal kind of repercussions or or maybe uh lash back or whatever like that that's 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 kind of a sad thing when that happens but that's so and scary it, it is of course it's scary did you say the lash like, back i i think I, oh i said lash back. oh lash back. Say backlash but hey. what i heard was the laugh back and that is even worse scarier than people saying this is a like people making fun of you is pr- the scariest thing in the whole world when you're oh, tw- 18 man. years old obviously and Dude, i got uh, yeah, yeah it's rough yeah but then you grow older and then you know the things that like the things that got to you before when someone would say to you or even like the thought of someone saying this or that um doesn't bother you so much anymore i guess i don't know i don't know how it works yeah i mean i don't either but i definitely think that 
All I know is that like embarrassment used to mean bad and now it means good. <laughs> now it means like, oh, something's being triggered within me. Like something's something's being rubbed mm. against that I need to like pay attention to. Like what what about mm. my ego is, you know? That that's every I mean, no one doesn't think that though. No one doesn't feel that. I was, that's not like a I, <laughs> <laughs> everyone no one wants to be embarrassed, like that <laughs> that's yeah. Duh. But I'm sorry, I'd like sorry to cut you off, but like mm. I, I feel like not to be not to make such like a simpleton nature of it, but it's like uh, I think that's called growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when we're little kids, it's like uh, uh, and then as you grow up, it's like well, shit's gonna happen, <laughs> dude. It's so true. And this is what's really funny is my like my music's not edgy in any way. It's not. It's not like. It's not like changing social structure. It's really goofy and kind of nerdy, to be honest. And but I love it. <laughs> I love making it. I was just gonna say, but I love. <laughs> yeah, it. I love making it. And I think that, like, the more I lean into the idea of, oh, if I'm afraid of being embarrassed, what am I embarrassed about? I like this. Like, what? <laughs> what yeah, would totally. anyone? <laughs> Also, I can do it. Last time I checked, I woke up in a free country. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing too is, is like, like, man, dude, there's, there's only one Rusty. Thank you know? God. Like, there's only one. There's only one of you. You know, there's only like, it's good that you do that because there's people who will connect with that, and that's that's why art is special. That's why well, music is. I special. also think. Sorry, there, uh, but I also think that like. Like I need to connect with that, you know. Like I, I think that that that's what I was focusing yeah. on for a long time was, like, I need to keep doing this because I don't know. Somehow telling myself people need this, and that's not true. People don't need this. They might like discover that they find something of value in it later when they are familiar with it. But like, no one's asking me to like release another record. <laughs> that's not if I never release another record again it wouldn't like probably everyone for everyone who listened would forget and that I was a, an artist and that's okay because now the motivation is not, they need this. It's, Oh dang, I need this. I need to do this for me. And also I need to make sure this is something that is for me in a very specific way that I'm not making decisions based on how palatable this is, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's for whatever it's worth outside perspective, outside of yourself, at least Um, it's important that you arrive there so that you can, you can maintain true to like why it is that you're doing that. But for you to ultimately believe that if you were to never do it again, no one would care. (laughs) It's probably the biggest. <laughs> that's not what I. That's could, not what I meant. Believe. I'm sure that somebody would care. I know a couple people that would. You would, because you're a pal of mine. My mom would definitely care. She loves when I make music. Like there's lots of people that I deeply care about. That it's like, dude, if you ever called me or my mom called me and was like, "Yo, release this or like write write a song like this and and play it," I really need you to do that now. I would do it, and it's fun. Like that's a. If someone needed that like physically needed it to live or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I think you're underestimating, like not, not to be that guy, but I kind of think you're underestimating the impact of, and the potential of uh, music or your music well, to connect with people, bro. Like n- for real. I think I'm not sure I was like, I'm being mega clear about this because it's not that I don't, think that the connection people have with my music or anyone's music is a good thing. That's definitely great. That's amazing. I think, I I feel like I've learned in this part of my life that my posture towards making music is Mm -hmm. to never think once about anyone is going to hear this. And then once it's finished, I get, you know, 
a period of time to sit with it and listen to it myself. And then I release it and then it's not mine anymore. And then it's somebody else. It's everybody else's. And Mm. um, who wants to listen or who doesn't want to listen. And that it's, it's not that I don't think that it matters that people connect. It's just that they're, I don't feel like they're connecting to me and they're connecting to something I made, but I don't identify Mm. I guess with that as a person, you know, they, them liking that doesn't mean they like me. And I'm sure there are some people that would like my music okay. that wouldn't like totally. me as a person. And I'm sure there are people that would hate my music who would love me as a person. There are, I know people that don't like my yeah, music and, I, and that like me as a person. <laughs> it's great. Well, I, I, so for, for whatever it's worth, I didn't necessarily hear it in that way. I was just afraid that you were undervaluing your own like view of your art and its place, like in time or like our culture as it stands. Um, I just, I, it's, it's one of those things where I really like believe in you and I believe in creators who, who care about what they make too. And it's like, like the, to, to, it would be unfortunate to believe that, that, your art didn't have weight or worth, you know. Oh man! But that—that's all. It wasn't. That. It wasn't anything like Thank negative. You. That's really kind, man. I really appreciate that. I don't feel that. Yeah. I feel like it has immense weight to me. I feel like it has more weight than it has for anyone who listens to it for me. But also, it has a different meaning for me than anyone. I wrote a song once um, about my parents. Um, and their relationship. And I get people that talk to me about that song sometimes and about how it kind of helped them out of a relationship or, first of all, I love my parents. They're the best. They're the greatest humans in the world. But as it goes, you have a strained relationship with your parents. That's just how it works. Yes, you work through it. During this time in my life, I wrote a song and it sounds like it's about a girl, but it ain't. <laughs> um, that, that's the skinny of it. And um, I feel like the first couple of times somebody said that to me, I felt the need to tell them like, oh, that's about my parents. That's not about, that's not like a romantic song. That's about my parents. It's not like, it's not like a, uh, I don't know. It's not like a, it's about like moving away from my hometown. Um, but I don't feel the need to say that anymore because that's, that is what that means to them. And it, it is different because they own it now. I don't own it. I can't tell them what it means. I've released it online for them to stream anytime they want. Like it, it's theirs. Um, yeah. and that's okay. Uh, but that being said, like it has like incredible weight to me. Like every song I write, even the embarrassing ones, like looking back, the ones that I wish I hadn't released. It feels like it's sacred in some way. It's like, that was so, that was so much of, like that song was everything. It consumed me for two days, you know, or a a month, you know, trying to write this one song and it coming out. And it's a little time capsule you can go back to and listen to and remember. But, man, I, I I appreciate you kind of unpacking in that headspace because I don't usually think about the the connection of someone deeply connecting with a song, be it two days, a mo- two months, a mm-hmm. year, whatever, two years, you know, but like releasing that. And then it's like, all right, well, this is now yeah. your thing to connect with. And, yeah. there, you know, and that sucks. Like, I'll, I'll be the first one to say that's not like a good that's not a fun posture to like adapt when you especially when you think I don't know when you when you do anything you want to have like the I don't know the satisfaction of ownership and like I did this and but it's it's I don't feel like I don't I don't know it's just, I don't know if I can do that healthily I don't know if there's a way to like to do that and not feel enmeshed in like what it is I made, you know? 
I have to like Jeez. What? separate. And I feel like most people should. I feel like it's I don't think I'm like crazy. I'm a little bit crazy. But I don't no, think it's just I, like well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just Dude, I've done a lot of corny stuff to to try to feel like <laughs> I don't know. I, in my in my life I've done like a lot of corny things that are embarrassing to look back on sometimes. Glad it happened, but I got to really experience that anything that you do for approval in the art world doesn't matter. <laughs> and it, 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 it like not not to uh, I don't mean to like everybody. I mean it it loses the part of it that's you, you know. Mm, and yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to to like gray out areas of like my taste or my personality or my life and right now in my life I'm thinking you know what a shame yeah but yeah that's I do that's that's very powerful like for for so many reasons I mean I think there's so much of what we do especially in our culture now it's like if if we don't agree with people or everyone on, you know, subject yeah. A or something like that, there could be yeah. actual repercussions, you know, and and like learning to really think for yourself to really own that yeah. thought or that feeling independent, right, of X, Y, Z, A, B, C, you know, is, is a really, that's what a beautiful sentiment and a place to be. I'm very know? thankful. And it took a lot of heartache to... A lot of heartache to to arrive at that spot, and I, I really just kind of found myself there, where it was like, "This, oh, this is how I look at things I make, or why I make things." Mm. And and once the the first moment you start to like live that way, or like create that way, about like, what do I want? I am number one in this in this scenario until I release whatever I'm going to make. I am the only person that matters about like what this will be. Um, I don't know. That's a, once you start that, like the first time you do it, it's so intoxicating. It's so like dangerous feeling. And like, you feel (laughs) all of these things that, I don't know. It just, when you make something that is so you that no one else could possibly have made it, and you know somebody out there would hate it. The first thought is like, <laughs> oh no, I'm not a songwriter. I, I shouldn't be doing this. Or like, I don't know. But then you think, like, but I like it. <laughs> and then you start to think about, mm-hmm. wait a minute. This just plays along with the rest of you know, my experience of thinking I'm alone and uh, realizing that other people feel exactly the same way and much more similar than um, anyone thinks. Yeah. Jeez. Well, dude, Hey, we've, we've, I mean, I hate to like, so abruptly drop this here, but we've been at this for like almost an hour. Dude, it's okay. <laughs> um, do you, uh, are you dude, cool if we wrap if this cool, bad boy I'm up? Cool. I'm cool. Listen, before we bounce, can you tell our friends where they can find you on the internet? Um, yes. Um, hello, friends. <laughs> My name is Rusty. <laughs> you can find me on. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, I'm, I, I got. I have music on Spotify. I have music on YouTube. If you search Rusty Clinton, R U S T Y C L A N T O N. Um. On those places, I'll pop up. And if you just look for the goofiest looking human being, that and it me. Um, yeah. Boom. You're on Insta too. What's name. your handle? It's your name. Rusty yeah, Clinton. See? You're, I don't know. Dude, Rusty. <laughs> Rusty on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen. I have like a slight lisp, so I, I, I'm sure that. Just look at like the whatever text 
Dan puts on this podcast. I'm sure my name will be on there somewhere. Dude, <laughs> I, I am... <laughs> and this isn't like a self-deprecating thing, but like this coronavirus thing, being in the house and coming back into reality and like interacting with people again, I'm realizing I'm a weird boy. And and not like in a way that feels like cool or comfortable. Like <laughs> when I'm like I feel like I haven't interacted with anyone in so long that now that I am again, you know, this is the longest conversation I've had probably since lockdown started. And I'm listening to myself and I'm just like, wow, I'm well, I am crazy. But it's okay. Well, yeah, newsflash, we that, all are. That is the damn <laughs> truth, man. Um, Dude, I, I have definitely found myself uh, having conversations with people and being like, I forgot how to talk. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's what's so great about it, is that everyone's forgotten how to talk. And you can just be yep. <laughs> like stumbling around in conversations with people all day. It's great. I love it. There's nothing, I don't know. I love, I love the, anyway, we can wrap it up. I just love, I love when people can't help but be weird. That's, that's like, like there's no other option. You just don't know how to be anything else, but like, like not what you've taught, been taught to be. Dude, embracing middle school is the best thing that ever happened to me. Was just kind of realizing that what happened then that I feared so much forever, just yeah, to dude. Me for the rest of my dude, life. I think about that all the time. <laughs> I think about how much I hated middle school and how much I was like picked on and and like just awful. And I, I feel like I hated that person for so long because I just responded in the worst ways. Uh, like I never knew how to handle it. I never knew how to handle being like not liked or something. I don't know what it was, but. It, it's like that's my favorite person in the world. That person had great taste in music. Yeah. That person was real cool, only did what they liked. Like, I love, like, <laughs> sixth grade me was. That's, that's when I peaked, man. <laughs> Chef sound again, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, dude. Uh, love you, dog. I'll I love you catch too, man. You Thanks for later, man.